Yes, welcome in, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. That was Andy talking rural roundup. He's got Joey B back in the kitchen, nice and early. Good to see Joey up and about. But uh, it's a new part of our show that we plan during the week. Mornings, weekday mornings at uh, 5.33 to 6. Just to give you that little bit extra. That's what we love to do here on SCNZ. That's a big shout out to the crew up there in Auckland. You got Kempi. You got Ricardo, you got Aroha, and you got Kez running that kitchen hot. Speaking of hot, boys, it's red hot down here. Woo! <laughs> you look cold. You look cold. What's going on? <laughs> mate, it's red. I tell you what, it's a sea of red down there. And your, and your little fudder, mate, these the Crusaders, they're going to need as much support as they can get, including yours. All right? Including yours against the Chiefs this week. Hey, it just got me thinking, mate, last night about how... Mm. Uh, how much support the Crusaders actually have because that is honestly like we're talking about the World Cup not getting any info what, whatsoever at the moment the Crusaders are getting so much uh, I get support guess support players coming back from injury um, the big one too mate and no one's mentioned this yet Daggy and, and I know that you would know it but someone's playing their 350th first class game on the weekend and that man Sam Whitelock obviously is headed, headed away afterwards Mate, if, if if they needed a final game at home and your skipper and your coach leaving as motivation, whew, I tell you, it's you've got to tune in. This has got to be the this has got to be the game before the final that everyone has to watch. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to see that happening, um, Kempi, but I think they're going to have to do it without Sam Whitelock. I think they're going to have to do it without Sammy Whitelock and, and the great man. Um, they are depleted at the moment. It is a tough ask for this Crusader side. The only thing on their side is obviously history and, and knowing what to do in playoffs times. They have won 27 out of 27 playoff games at home. So they have to wow, really lie, uh, lay on that and try and you know, use that as as some sort of motivation. Motivation. This is a fully strength Blues outfit that is coming down to um, Christchurch and taking on a pretty depleted um, Crusaders outfit. But well, Sammy Whitlock, man, what a servant! What well, a servant! We've got no Patrick Tuipulotu and no Sam Derry. Oh. Crimea River. <laughs> wow. Come on, mate. You're just Crimea nervous. River. Crimea River Red. You're just nervous because you know that O's going to go this weekend. <laughs> I think the Blues are dead set favourites, for sure, coming down. But, look, honestly, if a team can get through this, you can't You can't write the the Crusaders off. They'll, they'll believe in themselves, no matter which man is stepping up next. They'll know that, but I'm a you know realist, and and I know that they're under the pump. And if they do go on and do this, it will be a hell of a surprise. But um, you just got to look at, at history, and and for me, you take a lot from from what's gone on in the past. But look, I'm gonna say if they do this, and they are able to get to that final, and even push potentially the Chiefs if they beat the Brumbies. This might go down as, as one of their, their best ever, considering what has gone on. They've always had a fully strength side in the last seven Crusades. But this one, <laughs> go through that team name and, and name them, and you'll be like, wow, I did not think he'll be starting. I did not think he'll be playing. Who's this kid? What does he do? Where's he from? That's kind of the, the names you're talking about when, 
when you're playing a semi-final. But, Rick Dog, you'll be confident, mate. You've got to find some confidence in something. Well, I mean, beat you down there last <laughs> year, right? So th- that, that, that's a good start. That's a good start. Round um, Robin. Well, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, that's all right. It's better, nah. better, 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 better around Robin than not at all, mate. Is uh, there any is there any merchandise <laughs> left down there in Canterbury? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it looks like every flag has been bought and put in your studio. <laughs> no, I um I got given a a a, a a lot a couple of boxes of of gear, posters and balls and flags. So I'm just going to go hand them out. I'm going to give some to the kids, take to school. And uh, I'm going to go to a daycare down here and drop them off for the young kids. I think there's about 40 of them. So I'm, I'm giving them all away, but Mandy obviously found them in my truck and she's put them up all over the studio. Look, it's quite embarrassing. I, I didn't ask for it, lads. Sure. I didn't ask for it. Sure. I didn't ask for <laughs> sure. it. But, well, um, mate, we got one. Blo- we got, you know, like there's me and Rick Dog up here. We got one blues flag up. Can you see it? One blues yeah, flag. We ain't got four hundred up there. Like you can't, you can't hide the fact that uh, the blues are coming to town. Mm. And, and you know what, Izzy, I'm, I'm a little bit worried to be honest. I'm a little bit worried because there's all this talk about Bodie Barrett, Damian McKenzie, and Richie Moonga mm. being picked in the in the All Black team at ten and fifteen, and one of them will be sitting on the bench. Okay, so all this talk at the moment. I've been listening to all the so-called experts over the last couple of weeks, and they keep talking about ten and fifteen. And they talk about this this second ball player, you know. So you're talking about the ten needing help from your fifteen and being a ball player that you guys have always. A lot of the players I've found the ex players is basically saying it doesn't work, it doesn't work against the northern hemisphere. But they're still going to go with it. My question to you is: if the players and the ex players are saying that it doesn't work and they should look at something different, why are we persisting with it? Um, I think it's a bit of an ego thing, you know. They've, they've tried it, um, you know. That's something that they've, they've spoken about. So it's kind of, you know, when you say something, you got to walk the talk, and not take a step back. Um, I think that comes into to factor. Maybe on the other side, our drivers or our 15s that are playing in the country aren't driving the ship as as well as they need to compared to a 10. So they've probably seen that in, that comes into factor. But the reality is, um, they've tried it. They tried it at 2019. Didn't work. 10 and 15. Richie at 10, Bodie at the fullback. We obviously, it, it worked in, in patches, but, you know, they left a guy out called Ben Smith, who goes pretty bloody well. And uh, I think that came back to bite them in the bum in that, fi- in that semi-final. So, um, yeah, look, for me personally, I'd like a dead set fullback to be playing that position. Someone that is playing fullback, they can drive the ship. Yes, they may not be as classy as a, as a ten or a Bowden Barrett, or very confident at, at really driving the game. But they, the basic side of it is when there's a ruck in the middle or there's a little bit of a short side, maybe ten, fifteen minute meters, you've got to have a person in that one position that is good at seeing space, good at communicating, and good at getting the ball to space. And it's not just throwing passes and throwing kicks, uh, kicking the ball. It's actually been a genuine threat on that left-hand side. So when you go forward, you can draw on those defenders. I can see a Will Jordan doing that. I can see, uh, you know, a Sean Stevenson being that threat. They are drivers. They can drive a game. But, um, you know, when you've got players like Richie Moonga and Bowden Barrett involved in a team, 
it's a it's a simple case of trying to find somewhere where they both can play. And I think, if I'm going to be honest, I think that's where Fozzie is heading. Do I agree with it? No. I reckon they should play out and out fullback mm. and fullback. And that's what I want. So, so when you say ego, are you saying the coach's ego or the player's ego needs to be in there? Which, which, well, which is which? I think it's the coach. It's the coach's egos. Yeah, you know the, the selectors, the ones that come up with the game plan. This is in their mind. This is their game plan. They want a driver, uh, two drivers out on the park. So when they've said that, it's hard for them to go away from it. They want a double. What would they look? Dual pivots. Dual you know, pivots. Dual that's pivots. right. Yeah. That's that's what that's what they want. Yep, so and when they come, when they say that, it's Richie and Bowden, dual pivots, dual tens. I just want to, I just want to finish off by saying this because when I've listened to it the last couple of weeks, and I thought I'd bring it up this morning because you've played fullback for the All Blacks and and done a pretty good job at it, that out and out fullback role. It was all right. When it, when you look at it from a say Andy Farrell's perspective, you know what I mean. So I'm looking at it from a rugby league perspective because what you do is you look at the offense of a side and you mm. design your defense around it. Now I understand why they put a rush defence on. Because when you have a dual pivot, if you what you've lost in the All Black side is you've lost the runner. Because the dual pivot role gives you two pivots who are looking for space. And what the defend, defensive coach coaches will do is chop the inside and the and the direct defender at the first pivot and then chop the inside and the direct defender at the second pivot and it takes two runners out. And then the one-on-one defenders just aim up and make the tackles from them passes. So I don't think they've taken into account the defensive um, mindset of the likes of Andy Farrell and that rush defence. And you're dead right. I've got to say, if you can see it from this um, stand, stand at the moment, Andy Farrell will be rubbing his hands together going, well, I already know how to defend it. For this to work, Kempi, um, you, you, you have to have double-sided attack. And what I mean by that, you have to be able to cover all spaces on the park. You cannot be a one-dimensional team that will go same way, same same way. You've got to be creative there. But for that to work as well, we have to be creative with our attack. And when I say that, it's our phase attack. At the moment, we've got you know the runners off nine. You've got the big boys and the, and the locks that are using that tip ball and you've got a pivot out the back that's going into the middle of the park. Is that going to work? Well, probably not, because teams have seen that for the last six or seven years. So we've got to be creative with our play, our style of play. But when it comes to that as well, we've actually got to be dominant at the game line. We have to find a way to get behind these teams, put them on the back foot, because a team like Ireland, they cannot rush when they're going backwards. You have to get a team on the back foot. So for that double-sided play to work... We've got to find ways to get them going backwards. And we haven't been able to do that in the last couple of years. And that, that's the only downside to, to what it is. But, mate, look, it'll be interesting to what Fozzie's got planned and, and if there is going to be any dramatic changes. Have we got enough time? Well, unsure. I don't even know if they've had a camp yet. I was going to say, is it, I don't know if this is right, but I, I'd like to get your take on it. Is it feels like, you know, you talk about this, what went wrong at 2019, do you think? Do you think Fozzie's still trying to win the last World Cup and that's what's holding him back? <laughs> oh, there's been a lot going on in there. There's been a lot going on. Um, we know what happened. He just had the wrong cattle in those, uh, in those leading roles. He's made big changes in the group now. And we saw signs last year with Jace Ryan's impact. That four pack went totally different 
to when uh, you know, Plumtree was in there. So uh, four years since 2019, that's a lot of time. And have, is, have we done enough variation? Have we changed up a few things no, going to France to give us same, a head start? Probably not. Do, it no, feels like we're doing the same thing. That's why I asked the question, you know. Mm. Well, it does around the, it does around the double pivot. Like, and def- you know, def- defensive coaches will have that all sorted out. And, and the way to get people on their back foot is you need – that's why you need a Geordie Barrett at 12. You need a, a Sean Stevenson, those guys that can punch holes, the Mark Talia, to put, to put them on that back foot. I just you're going to lose p- blokes that can do that by putting the two pivots together. Mm. I just me personally now that I've really listened and got it, got an understanding of why guys are saying what they do, especially explaining saying it doesn't work. I can now see why. Like Sean Ste- Sean Stevenson, those guys that can punch holes in lines, they need to be in there because they're bending the line and they're keeping the the opposition going backwards. A Jordy, a, um, a Bodie Barrett, and a Richie Moonga ain't going to do that for you. Not with a really good defensive coach. He's going to shut them down. You, you need um, also just quickly. You need that, that. You want to have fifteen. Like when you're in the fifteen position, you can control the game. You can kick the ball. You can drive. But you need someone that's got a bit of flair too. You need that person so they can just create something out of nothing. You know that that, that can break a game open. And, and we've got plenty of game breakers in the country that are playing that fullback position. That's probably the difference. You do not want to be just a robotic person that's in that first receiver that is just going to pass the ball, pass the ball, kick the ball, kick the ball, and become a robot. I've been there. I got told to be this person on the short side, looking after the short side, becoming a robotic. And um, yeah, it's 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 not the it's it's not the way. But um, yeah, look look at Ireland's game, mate. Like what they they play a lot off ten Sexton. He runs across the field. He dummy cuts a little undercutter coming through. It's usually a seven, and then he's got two props outside him, and he's got a ten out, uh, a twelve out the back. So he's got three options there to run off ten, and it's different. It's a different picture. It's not just your normal. Let's hit the big boys, run a tip runner, or out the back door, which works. There is a place for it in the game, but not every time. Mm, yeah, no, that's. Uh, I was going to say that's interesting because I, I think too, as a coach, you got to look at, you got to look at your own team. And think if I was defending this team, what's the thing that I would least like to have to deal with? Mm. You know, unpredictability is what a defensive coach hates dealing with. When you throw it to a player, and you know, you it's like Sonny Bill Williams. Okay, so Sonny Bill Williams is unpredictable. Israel Dag, you give him the ball, and all of a sudden he decides I'm going to skip past two of my own attackers and go past four of your defenders, and throws the lines into disarray. That's what a defensive coach hates. Predictability. And that's what this is basically the conversation and why I brought it up this morning is what is happening. It goes pivot to pivot, tip on to tip on, and it is so predictable for a defensive coach to work it out and shut it down. Like you got, they're gonna need a. Um, un, that's Mark Talia. Give me the ball. I'm gonna run and shrug off four players and don't know where I'm gonna end up, but I'm going through the line. Like Mark Talia is the first bloke that you'd want on your offensive team. Mm. And that's how you have to look at it. From my perspective, you have to look at your offensive team. What is my offensive team that's going to beat this defensive line? And as he basically has just said and confirmed, like every other pundit who's who's played the game at that level, it doesn't work. I don't know why the coaches are persisting with it. I just don't. I don't get it. Time will tell. Time will tell, Kimpy. Um, there's still what hundred odd days going forward to to the World Cup. Maybe ninety. And um, 
We're hoping. I've still, got, I've still backed this team 100%. I'm right behind them. I hope that they can come up with, with something. The, the biggest questions is, is if we can compete with size. The size of the French outfit over there are just monsters. You've got Ireland. Like we're just probably lacking in the size department. But on the flip side, when it comes to playing size, we played South Africa for many years. What do you do? You run them round. You run them tired, and you play a game that is expensive and, and is, can, can manipulate the defence. So time will tell, lads. But uh, plenty going on in the sporting world. We're going to be talking to Michael Venice later on about the Tennis French Open. We've got uh, Casey Frank talking NBL and obviously the NBA, the finals taking place. Can the Nuggets, Joker, get the job done? And just, I don't know. What's going on here? But country clueless. I might have done something clueless at home. No surprises here. <laughs> Hopefully got some help for you, Izzy. But before we get into all of that, let's do this. Can't wait question of the day. All right, boys. Mail out of Australia is that Nico Hines is going to get the axe ahead of game two, which seems unbelievable given that he got 10 minutes off the bench at centre when he's a half. But that is the mail that is coming out. So my question for you, the Conway question of the day, who starts at halfback for the Blues in Origin Game 2? I'll get your answers after this. It's 6.21, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Cleanse, brighten and hydrate your skin with Revolution Man Skin Care from Chemist Warehouse, starting from 11.69. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It is 6.26 here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 0800 150 is our number. Or you can text us double eight double three. That is the Tempered Bedpost text machine. Tempered Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Boys, can't wait. Question of the day. A mail out of Aussie. Nico Hines is getting the axe ahead of game two of Origin. Who starts at halfback for the Blues? Ooh, that's a, a that's a million dollar question isn't it, at the moment. You'd you'd think that uh, you'd go with Reynolds. You know, he's sitting number two in the comp, and you go with um, his old partners because you got you're going to put Damian Cook into into dummy half. He's going to replace uh, Curacao. That's a that's a given. Um, but where, where does if Nico Hines gets dropped, where does that mean Luai stays in the side, or do you? You know, do you actually change, if you're going to put Reynolds in, do you change it back to a, a South Sydney spine? And the other one coming out of there too is he's gone for another Penrith player um, to come off the bench as well. It, it looks like the Penrith connection will stay, um, Ricardo. Mm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, you know, because you've got Cody Walker's injured, mm. uh, Reynolds I'd, obviously is out of favour. You'd have to think that Mitchell Moses, um, the way that Parramatta going at the moment, Mitchell Moses is playing all right, and he's played for New South Wales. Uh, last year he gets another shot at it. So I would like to think that you'd put Reynolds in there. I think he deserves it, but I, I reckon Freddie's going to go with Mitchell Moses. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, uh, inside running, isn't it? Yeah, it's the inside, inside running. Inside running, and they've ripped. Oh, Nico Hines has been dropped. What, why Why has he been dropped? He's done nothing he's wrong. Nothing, he's done <laughs> nothing wrong, Rick. This is your team. What's going on? Mate, I have no idea. I, I tell you what's going wrong is they've got Freddie Fittler as coach. Yeah, look, and, I'm, and he's... <sighs> and he's Using Penrith's model and going with, mm. you know, um, Lenu is meant to be coming in, the guy that took on, on Jared Warrior Hargraves is the hard man replacing Tavita Pangai. That's a talk coming out of Sydney. But 
you know, he's gone now from, I oh, know we need one hooker to play 80 minutes and I'm going to carry Nico Hines on there who gets put on in centres, gets towed up by Munster um, down that left, left edge when they score that winning try uh, and he gets dropped for that that positional change that he had to make. You must have known that Nico Hines would have had to cover you in centres if one of your centres wow. winger went down. So I, I just think that it's pretty poor form that he has to go um, and to replace him, I reckon Nico Hines gets replaced with another hooker. I, rec- I think mm. now he goes, well, because everyone out of Sydney, um, including Matty Johns, has come, you can't play an 80-minute hooker at origin at that speed. And he, I'm, I've got to agree with him. I don't think you can play an 80-minute 80, 80 hooker at that speed. Look at, look at how well Queensland go, bringing Grant off the bench and starting with Ben Hunt. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's solid, man. Uh, there's a, there's a few here uh, that have come through some texts. Um, the reigning Daly M not getting a start that is classic New South Wales. Being at Suncorp <laughs> maybe Reynolds. I just hope it's not Mitchell Moses for my fantasy team's sake. Um, uh, Lee has sent one of this one through. It's a no brainer, boys. Benny Elias's nephew, awesome game last night. Yeah, Mitchell Moses was superb. The Eels towelled up uh, the Cowboys last night, and he was absolutely on fire. Uh, so it, it sounds like Mo- maybe it's going to be a Reynolds Moses pairing. And the, and because he's left it till eleven o'clock this morning to name the team, it's, it's it means that you have to wait to see whether or not Moses got through the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, the Queensland side have just got the wood on them in everything. They name their team first. You know, they 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 just talk about the old boys in and the old boys in first. They, you know, they, everything that the Queensland team do are just ahead of New South Wales. I think it's panic stations for Freddie Freddie at the moment. I think this is uh, mate. If he just gets this one wrong, then it's bye bye after this game for Freddie. You're looking at, I'm looking at this expected New South Wales team. It's same. It's the same team, obviously Mitchell Moses, Moses' inclusion at seven. But you look at the back line, and this is a question for you, Kempi. Josh Adokar, has he done enough to keep Stephen Crichton out? No, look, I, I don't think, oh, look, I, th- I think what's happened even with that, and this is where you've got to sort of, you know, I, get, grow, I guess grow a couple is Josh Adokar is one of those players that got left out last year and uh, is probably because of all the all the press being put back in the side. Because you you got to remember, he came back from injury, played one game to make the New South Wales side. So he's yeah. not being picked on form. He looks that, a bit undone, eh? Yeah, and this is the problem with New South Wales. Like, Queensland have picked this on in form. Like, they're just replacing players with players on in form. You know, um, whereas New South Wales, like, their players... Yeah, well, Mitchell Moses is playing okay. I still don't think Jerome Luai is a better 5'8 than Nico Hines. Um, do you still leave Tom Trebojevic back there? You know, James Tedesco is under pressure after game one, and then all of a sudden he's got, his whole forward pack has been changed because Tavita Pangai, who he shouldn't have picked in the first game, didn't show up. Did you? Did yeah. you? I don't know whether this is true, but did you hear what Jake Trebojevic said? No. Like he's just he said he basically said you know he's got to grow a couple. Tavita Pingai, he's in my jersey. It's no good hanging out with gang members and 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 having the and having the good faded haircut. You actually got to show up. <laughs> and I good. Actually, and I, I actually, love that. I actually did laugh. I thought, mate, Jake Trebojevic needs to be back in there, <laughs> but, but he's injured. So, um, yeah, look, I just think you know you've got a heavy influence again of Penrith in there. Like Crichton should be in the starting lineup. Let's you know, let's not mm. let's not. Um, Beat around the bush with that, and Liam Martin. You know how does he make it because of his concussion on the weekend? But he's going to be in there. But then you add another Penrith guy. Like, come on, Freddie, 
Yeah, what are you doing? Why don't we just get Ivan Cleary to coach the That's bloody what, team? Like, well, see, no one ever talks about Ivan coaching New South Wales. He's got to be the he's got to be the front runner, doesn't he? He's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, he's, he's he's doing it by proxy at the moment anyway. Freddie's just copying everything he does. So, I mean, that's 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 kind of how it looks. Um, you're on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It is six thirty three. Time to get away to the latest in news and sport with Araha. Thanks to Kubota, uh, building and shaping New Zealand.